to this spoon drawer. I'm Grace McWilliams, and I apologize. It has been a minute since there's been a podcast episode, and I would like to share with you why and what's kind of going on over here in Graceland. So my jaw has been out of place for three weeks, and it has caused great disruption in my life. I've been extra tired, and I've been in extra pain, and I have not really felt like talking. (laughs) So, my apologies. Like I said, um, it's been a challenge, and I've been dealing with extreme weakness and brain fog. So, all of these things combined have made working my three jobs very challenging, in addition to pumping out some podcast episodes for you. And I kind of feel a little guilty because at the very least, I mean, this is a great example of what happens when your arthritis progresses. Now my jaw's out of place. And lo and behold, I actually talked to my mother and her jaw had come out of place once too. But this is kind of frequent for me. It usually goes back in though. I've never had it not go back in, but It's just one of those other categories we can jot down under bone things. Okay, lovely bone things. The lovely side effects of autoimmune disease. Um, So I want to kind of cover a couple things very briefly today. Um, I mentioned I was struggling with my other jobs. So let's start with that. (laughs) Um, I run a wellness company, Coaster Empire. Coastal Empire Wellness, and I also teach Tai Chi, Grace Dawn Tai Chi. I also work in a restaurant, and then I do this, and I love all my jobs. It's fun. But the Grace Dawn Tai Chi aspect, when you're dealing with severe weakness, how in the world do you make that work? And it is difficult. Some days I really struggle having the energy to get in front of a group of people and be peppy and funny and and go through this lovely art that is Tai Chi. But I want to say this, as far as an autoimmune disease perspective, Tai Chi has, is one of the most helpful things I could do. And I'm so happy that I teach it. The reason I teach it is because I discovered how amazing it was for chronic pain and for anxiety. And immediately felt the desire to share that with others. So I do. But I get a gift every time I teach. Every time I teach, even when I don't think I can do it and make it through the class, not only do I make it through the class, but I always feel better afterward. Um, There's never really a crash that comes from the teaching of the Tai Chi, um, even though I am kind of predisposed to the concept that I will because it's even a little bit of physical activity. But it helps me feel so much better by the boosting my blood circulation, kind of gets some of that achy out of the muscles and the joints, just really whole body wellness feeling at the end of the class. And I've been teaching it for so many years, it's hard sometimes to not take it for granted as as helpful and powerful as it is, because I know if I didn't have to teach that I would not be getting up and doing Tai Chi. I would be staying in the bed on the couch where I'm comfortable, curled up in a ball because I'm so exhausted. I feel like I cannot move. But the moment that I start moving, a lot of pain decreases or anxiety. 
and it's really a great way to really utilize your breath and work with your breath. So if you have not tried Tai Chi and you have chronic illness or chronic pain, um, mental disorders, anxiety, depression, any of that, try to see if you can't go out there and find you a little bit of a Tai Chi video on YouTube or something that can make you have a, a nice idea maybe. Um, at least give it a try because I really do recommend it. And unfortunately, I can't say, oh no, go to my Tai Chi videos online because they were unusable. A couple weeks ago, I shot for six hours and not a single video was actually usable material. So I cannot direct you to any Grace Dawn Tai Chi videos. However, in the future, if that ever does get crossed off my to-do list, I will let you know. Um, so I wanted to really kind of throw out there how helpful Tai Chi can be. Um, I also want to touch on the other aspect of what I've been dealing with, which is brain fog. And there needs to be like 18 different episodes that cover brain fog. So I'm not going to do a full comprehensive rundown by any means. Um, so brain fog, for those of you who may not be familiar. So quick definition from Healthline is brain fog isn't a medical condition itself, but rather a symptom of other medical conditions. It's a type of cognitive dysfunction involving memory problems and lack of mental clarity. I think we can all agree that's a pretty decent little definition there. So, what annoys me is when you type in brain fog, it's like, oh, this is what it is, and here's some potential causes, and here's eight things to make it go away. Here's nine things to help reduce brain fog. Um... I would love to be like, oh, yeah, no, those are all great. And they are, but that's a little bit more of a guarantee than I feel like they should even present because I take a lot of this stuff. I take so many different things to help with cognitive function. And you're still left with certain days and weeks that are just pointless because you're not even functioning. It's just a thing. Um, there are things to do to help reduce brain fog. I will not deny that, but nothing will potentially cure it, and there's no guarantee there. So I just want to say that um, when you go to look at things to help with your brain fog, just don't get your hopes up <laughs> and know that it's a process. There's no like instant cure. Okay, with that being said, I want to share with you some of the things that are helpful for brain fog, but that's not for this episode. Um, I, like I said, I take several things and I deal very heavily with this as a symptom of mine. Um, and I've always been very appreciative and grateful for brain function and memory. I actually, when I was little, had a fear of developing amnesia for some reason. So I was very careful to chronologically order my photographs all through my life and to keep up my journals. And yeah, and it was a, what is that? Self-fulfilled prophecy, I suppose. <laughs> I had no idea what I was doing at six years old. Okay. So let's go back to the brain fog. I've come up with a, this is a rough draft, but it's a little radar for us because another thing that I'm frustrated about when you Google or when you're researching brain fog is 
it. That's all it's known as. But we know, just like anything else, that there's levels there. There's tiers, if you will, or levels of the severity of your brain fog. So, like I said, rough draft. I'm not by any means like finished with this, but I wanted to share with you what I'm kind of seeing so far. So, if we look at the lowest level of brain fog, that would entail slow comprehension and a short attention span. And this is common side effects of having brain fog. So you may experience these every day, but that would still be on the lower level of the spectrum. The second level, we get a little bit more as far as now you're seeing the inability to concentrate. So instead of a short attention span, you're just unable to concentrate. And you're also easily confused when you're in the second level of brain fog. You also experience critical self-doubt, meaning you're not so self-assured in your capabilities of function. Now, like I said, these are short. So we're going up to the third level now, which will be the inability to communicate which would be one reason why it would be hard for me to do a podcast if I'm having such bad brain fog that day. Um, but also, like, immediate memory loss, which is hard to even call it immediate memory loss. It's basically lack of comprehension because somebody will tell you something and you immediately forgot what they said. So did you ever even really comprehend what they said? But we're just going to put memory loss on that, immediate memory loss which leads to the emotional repercussions of frustration and irritability because it is increasingly frustrating when you cannot um, when you feel robbed of your ability to think and process information that's just frustrating and it can make you really pissy so <laughs> that's just try to recognize that that is why you're cranky so that we don't take it out on the wrong people and that we can properly deal with those emotions because that is a valid side effect of not being able to think clearly. Um, the last and fourth level of my little brain fog radar would be the inability to comprehend at all. So you can ask what three times, but you're still so confused at the end that you know you've not comprehended really anything that's been said. So that's a very unfortunate. Um, and it's damaging to the ego and the self-esteem even more. It leads to a fear of the lack of function. So at this point, you start really becoming scared of your inability to function. And a fatal fatalistic... Fatalist? Sorry. Oh my goodness. <laughs> also, what was that? Um inability to communicate <laughs> or or pronounce words um fatalist mentality is going to be um, an experience of the fourth and most severe level of brain fog which is where you really start to wonder like is your brain fatally swollen are you experiencing like actual brain function decline that will end up being irreversible you can't help but think sometimes that what's actually going on and so these are fears and like I said they're valid because it's a scary place to find yourself so you start to see that it goes from being like cranky to scared basically for that highest level of brain fog and then there's one more aspect that I feel like is 
particularly helpful in depicting the severity. And I'm going to say lumped in this would be the inability to drive safely. And just as drunk driving is really bad, it's also really bad to get behind the wheel of the car if you feel like your reaction time's not going to be quick enough. That you can't even comprehend what's going on around you to react as fast as you would need to to safely drive a car. Not just for yourself, but for everyone else on the road. And there are definitely times where I feel I am not able to focus enough to safely drive a car. That is also very painful for the ego and the esteem. I will always shed light on the ways that our ego and esteem are affected by our diseases because the more that we recognize why we may feel stupid <laughs> or why we may feel um, just lack of function. I mean, you start, it really, it hits your pride. It hits your ability to feel confident about the work you do or about the minimal level of function that you have. And it's, it's definitely a thing. I'm not going to shy away that it's almost just, you, you have to feel that way. I mean, how would you not have some kind of emotional repercussions from not being able to process information. But try to love yourself through that. Know that it's temporary. Um, you'll have better brain days. And just try to always go back to you're a good person. You're a good person. You're a good person. Because we can fall on that. Um, and so we have to feed our ego or our self-esteem something when we're feeling like we're not functioning or that we're not capable. Just remind yourself it's temporary. And in the future, when we talk about brain fog, I'll mention several of the types of medicines um, of the natural variety that I take in order to combat brain fog. And sometimes even taking all of them, I still fail miserably and I can't think at all. <laughs> so hopefully that will be the end of my like level four. I'm tired of hanging out in the level four brain fog, frankly. Um, I'm ready to move on back down to one with my short attention span. I'll take that any day, <laughs> but I promise I'll put out some more podcasts. I won't leave you out there hanging to deal with all these unsavory side effects by yourself. No, that would be mean. Okay. But I am done for now. I kind of just wanted you guys to know what I've been dealing with and where I've been. But also like to spark this conversation about better acknowledging the levels of pain, of body pain, chronic pain, the levels of brain fog. Like We have a great system with the spoon theory and that allows us to communicate increments of energy. But what about communicating all the other variables that we experience with autoimmune disease. So I'll be coming back to that radar with different symptoms or a more specific composed finished product for the brain fog. But I hope y'all have a good weekend out there in podcast land. And I'll catch you back here next time in the spoon drawer. Feel free to subscribe below or visit the website, thespoondrawer.wordpress.com. Reach out, let me know what brain fog feels like for you or what you have found that helps you out. Till next time, bye bye